Well, it's been a very busy recruiting situation for Syracuse football and all things happening in the offseason. Always a pleasure to welcome on the program Stephen Bailey from Syracuse.com on the block with us. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm doing great, Brent. It's good to talk to you. It's been too long. I know. It's good to hear your voice. And, boy, uh, how's life in quarantine uh, for you? But I know you've been busy uh, writing and doing the thing. But what else you been up to, man? Yeah, I've been good. Um, actually staying with my parents, so it's been good to see them and see my brother, um, spend some time with everyone. I think it's easier to handle all of the social distancing and, uh, and all the precautions we have to go through and we kind of do it, do it as a family. So um, it's been fun. Uh, I've been trying to read more. I've been trying to cook more. Uh, I've been trying to find stuff to write about. <laughs> College football, aside from recruiting, has kind of been on hold. But, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to be healthy and to be able to do a lot of my work remotely. So uh, I, I'm, I'm certainly appreciative of that and mindful of all the people who uh, are dealing with far bigger issues. Absolutely. And, you know, with uh, doing a show every day and writing as well, it's if you go to the grocery store and certain aisles have more than others these days. Recruiting has been well-stocked in the last week. Syracuse gets five commitments. They have a total of seven for the class of 2021, two just yesterday. And as you've been writing about, Stephen, it has been unique to see how a couple of these players have committed doing basically everything virtually. How has this gone down? Tell me some of the interesting stories you found. Yeah, so it's been interesting to kind of track. I would say the cycle started in a pretty normal way for Syracuse with three guys who are from regions they normally recruit, who they have known for a couple of years, who they've seen in person. Uh, Massachusetts defensive lineman Terry Lockett and two players from Pennsylvania, uh, running back Josh Huff and a hybrid linebacker safety Malcolm Falk. Now the, the four most recent guys uh, are not <laughs> do not kind of fit that bill. Um, in fact, at least one of them has never met a Syracuse coach, um, and another one couldn't visit campus or to take a virtual tour. Uh, those two are Hayden Nelson and Derek McDonald. Two other guys they've had, uh, you know, in this recent run as well, a wide receiver from South Carolina named Kendall Long and Jalen Moss, a deep tackle from Rochester. I have not talked with Kendall yet. I know Jalen was looking to visit. He's from Rochester. He's obviously very familiar with the Syracuse area. Um, but he, you know, a lot of virtual stuff, and especially with, with those guys, a lot of these recruitments have heated up in the last couple months. You know, all four of those guys were offered in March, I believe, after uh, the nation began to shut down due to the coronavirus pandemic. So these are guys who maybe, at most, were kind of hearing a little bit from Syracuse beforehand. Um, I believe Hayden Nelson, for instance, uh, like Mike Cavanaugh went to his school a couple years ago, but there wasn't a ton of there wasn't a ton of conversation until a couple months ago was I believe all four of those guys again I haven't spoken with Kendall yet but this is all happening in such a short period of time phone conversations zoom meetings FaceTimes. I know Tony White Syracuse's new defensive coordinator has been extremely active and he has gotten the entire defensive staff on calls with with priority targets so everything is different I think what's becoming clear to me now is that while some schools have waited to extend uh, committable offers until camps and visits kind of reconvene, Syracuse basically decided that there's a group of guys who they haven't evaluated yet, who they normally would have liked to evaluate before deciding on, who said, we're going to give a committable offer to. 
and they've accepted some of them. So Jalen Moss, for instance, was hearing from Pittsburgh a lot, more so than Syracuse before March. But they didn't offer him. Syracuse offered him, and, and you know they certainly did more than that. They they made him feel comfortable, and, and all the things a recruit is going to say. Uh, but they put themselves out there before an in-person evaluation, and they took Jalen. Uh, you know, again, same thing with Derek McDonald and Hayden Nelson, and, and I believe Kendall Long. So all these colleges are deciding, what, you know, they have this batch of unevaluated kids who you want to look at. Who are you going to say, all right, we're going to put at the top of our board without an evaluation, or near the top of our board to the point where we can accept the commitment from? So these these last four guys are people who Syracuse has said, hey, you know, we're willing to take that risk without having them camp, without having them come up on a visit, basically going off phone conversations uh, with their coaches and the players and, and their tape. Certainly nothing is typical these days, as you're saying, getting commitments from guys that, in some cases that haven't even met the coaches in person. But when you look at the landscape here on May 6th, Stephen, having seven commitments in the class of 2021 at this point, is that normal? Is that more than usual? Then you look around, I think Tennessee's got something like 17 right now, so I guess there's really no playbook normally to this. But given these times, having seven commitments right now, how would you kind of grade that, I guess, is the question. Uh, for Syracuse, it's a bit ahead of schedule compared to the last couple of years, but uh, you know every school is a little bit different. Um, the schools who can get their A-list, you know, targets every year will take them as early as they can. Right? We've seen uh, Clemson have a big class early. A lot of bigger schools tend to do that because you can get who you want. But what's the sense in waiting? Um, so for Syracuse, but for Syracuse, seven is a little high right now. Uh, I think it's basically the difference of these four guys. Like, I think they would have accepted, you know, Terry Lockett and the two Pennsylvania guys in past years, most likely. You know, I mean, they're fits. They're guys who they know. They're coaches who they know. They've been in those schools. Uh, th- that, those are the kind of players that Syracuse typically takes early in a cycle. Now they're taking guys who they would usually wait for. I mean, if you go back through Syracuse's uh, – on-campus camps the last three or four years, they've taken four, five, six guys from them. Now, maybe they knew who they were coming in. Some of them have just kind of been fines who've showed up or maybe you hear from them the day before. But that's typically, you know, composed 20% of, of their signing class. So they're trying to get ahead of that curve. Uh, I think every school is treating it differently. Some, some schools are probably doing the same. Some schools uh, are probably a little, or maybe a little bit more wary about giving out those offers, and it's it's just really interesting to think about because if you got these five schools, maybe that have really been monitoring one kid, and you know one school decides to offer, and if you're that kid, well, you've got one committable offer. You don't know when you're going to be able to camp. You don't know when you're going to be able to visit. You don't even know if you're going to be playing football in the fall. Right? Can you really afford to pass that up? And then let's fast forward. You know, let's let's say in three four months you are able to do visits, and there is football. Well, now now you do that, and you've got other offers. So how many of these early commitments that schools took risks on to bring in are then going to reevaluate their options and maybe commit somewhere else? This is, you know, I think with everything with the coronavirus, you you've got to think like my perspective may be totally different in two weeks, and with recruiting, it's the same. It's constantly changing. I don't think anyone knows exactly where it's going to go. Um, and I don't know what the cycle is going to look like. I think there's going to be some early commitments. There's going to be some schools that wait to offer. There's going to be kids who decommit. There's going to be coaching staff 
that realize they can get a guy who they like better late in the cycle, who that maybe push out kids they took earlier in the cycle. It is it is weird and completely unprecedented. And you're doing it all with a new staff, essentially, with a new offensive coordinator in Sterling Gilbert, a new defensive yep. coordinator in Tony White, and like you said, oh yeah, we have no idea when football is even going to start. So that whole next man up, stay flexible thing is is more important than ever. Stephen Bailey joins us from Syracuse.com and. Uh, on the offensive side, Stephen, it's always intriguing when a quarterback's in the crosshairs. You mentioned a name that I wanted to ask you about, Riley Leonard, a two-sport athlete who's emerged as a quarterback target for Syracuse. I know he's got Nebraska, Duke, Southern Miss, a couple other schools on him. What can you tell us about him? Yeah, I'm I'm still learning about him, to be totally honest with you. We're supposed to talk tomorrow. Uh, I, I can tell you this. Syracuse needs a quarterback. Syracuse has missed the last few years on their priority quarterback targets and kind of ended up with guys at the end of the cycle who they either didn't really want to take or, or, or kind of just checked a couple of the boxes that ordinarily you'd like to have the majority of filled out. Uh, so this cycle, the, the kind of the guys that targeted early, um, a couple of them committed elsewhere. Uh, we saw a couple offers go out in March, kind of when the, the coronavirus pandemic started. Peter Costelli, Kai Milner, both committed elsewhere. Um, again, I, I would probably group those guys in with some of the some of the players Syracuse has taken, right? They sent out some 2021 offers in mid to late March that I kind of view as the guys in their unevaluated prospect pool who they really like, who they said, hey, we will take without an evaluation. Other schools did that too. Both of those quarterbacks are, are, are going to good programs. Uh, and now, They've kind of moved down the list. Riley Leonard was a more recent offer um, from Alabama. Two-sport guy, plays basketball. I saw him do an interview with a local outlet there, uh, leaning toward playing college football, but not totally decided. Um, Seems like a bit of a dual-threat guy, but again, I still need to talk to him to get a full kind of feeling for how much Syracuse is prioritizing him, where exactly he stands on college football versus college basketball, and where the schools are kind of in on them. Now, it is clear that Syracuse is one of the first to the table. And like we talked about, if schools are going to sit and not offer, there's value in, in t- like, there's a reward to that risk. Like, the reward is getting someone who you might not normally have gotten because everyone would have seen them work out that summer and everyone would have offered. So, and that may still be happening, right? You've seen Nebraska do something they're offering, Riley. Clearly, other schools are ready to do that. Um, but there may be an opportunity to, to get a player at a time like this that would have been tougher tougher to pick up a commitment from in other cycles. So uh, Syracuse needs a quarterback. I'm not sure if he's at the top of their board. I'm not sure if it's a committable offer right now. Um, but based on the way that they've given out offers the last couple months, I, I, I do think it carries some weight, and, and clearly he's someone who they're at least looking at seriously. Uh, I know Dino has also been fairly quiet with his quarterback recruiting uh, starting late last cycle. He felt that some schools were, were looking at who they offered and followed. So um, so we'll see. He's definitely one of the names I'm most interested in learning more about and monitoring uh, as the cycle continues. Stephen, great stuff. Always uh, great to hear your voice, certainly. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, keep cranking out the recruiting stories as they come. Looking forward to reading about Riley a little bit more here, speaking of which. And uh, we'll definitely catch up down the road, my friend. Yeah, you too, Brent. Thanks for having me on. It was good to talk to you. Always a pleasure to welcome him on the program. He is a four-time All-American, one hell of an American, a head coach. He's teaching through a pandemic. 
because the world doesn't stop and lacrosse certainly doesn't stop. And there was some interesting news on the lacrosse front today that we'll talk to our next guest about and uh, just catch up. It's always good to hear his voice. Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Beardsley on the block ESPN radio. Uncle Ricky Beast, how are you, buddy? Big Axe, you got me right now. I'm on these earpod things. They confuse me. I can hear you. You are coming through loud and clear. You're, wow. You're, you're hip. You're hip with the kids in the in the, in the AirPods these days. Huh? No, these be. are Tories. Here's the deal. I bought Tory, Viviana, and Angela all have earpods, and okay. I'm the guy doing clinics in my driveway. I bought the cheap ones, oh. not like the real good ones like they have, and they suck. So now I got to <laughs> order the. Now I got to order. I got to steal Tories for the time being, and then steal. I got to order new ones. Listen, I mean, dude, I'm doing these these clinics, these Zoom clinics yeah. are crazy. It's, it's actually awesome to see the kids. I mean, I just had one kid from Minnesota on this clinic, another kid. I had kids from Chittenango. I had kids from uh, Ward Melville. I had kids from Long Island, Westchester County, Nourishell, the epicenter of where the pandemic was in our state. You know, so it's great to have, to be able to see these guys. And I do it right in my driveway. It's crazy. My neighbors think I'm on crack. I'm out here doing drills with, you know, chalk and a well, goal in my driveway. Well, they that. Let's be honest. Your, your neighbors already know yeah. what's going on over there. That's just another day in your neighborhood. But I was going to ask, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. Doing clinics, doing things uh, through the pandemic? I know it stinks that yeah. you guys can't play. And the, and the high school season was just recently, of course. Yeah, it's awful. Canceled. So how, how has everybody yep. been dealing with that? How, how, how have your team and, and everybody you oh. normally would be with right now, how have they dealt with everything? Well, well, first, let's just say thank you. We have to do this because I'm big on this now. Uh, you know, you've got to say thank you to your first responders. You have to say it's Teacher Appreciation Week. Worked on that so much in the summers. Uh, you know, Syracuse had it all. I mean, here's the biggest travesty to me. I don't know how you feel. I'm going to ask your opinion of it. I'm going to flip this a little interview on you, Axe. Okay. Do you feel that Chase Scanlon only should have been an honorable mention All-American? Oh, hell no. He, I mean, he should have been much higher than that. I mean, I mean, are you kidding me? Should have been second team at, he, at minimum. At minimum, no question about it. He had, what, 23 points, 18 goals, 5 assists, I believe, off the top of my I head. I mean, who was better than him? I mean, honestly. Right, exactly. Like, who did better? When you they, combine, They're on the number one team, right, with all those points. Right. The points, the pace he was on. The eye test, like every box you check there, he he was at least second team All American. But listen, it was a shortened season, and he'll he'll get his for sure. And they, look, Rick, you're looking at next year. Everyone's oh, loaded, back except Melon. Nine All Americans back. I mean, that feels like that time when it was expected that Syracuse wins the championship. And I I just think that's the reality of the situation. Oh, By do the you, way, do you hear us talk? Do you hear us talking about? John Desco's job anymore? And, it was ridiculous to start with, but nobody's saying that anymore. I mean, come on. Not only that, we got to give a shout out here, Ricky Beast. The women's What's team up? loaded as oh my well. God. We're going to we're going to have double jumped? national champs next year. I mean, they were in the media, like in in the fans poll. Syracuse and Syracuse, one and one. That's right. Gary had his Gary had his team. You know who was really firing on all cylinders? You know because we have the you know Angela and Viviana both play. You know, so we really follow women's lacrosse, and and I'm I sell to a lot of women's lacrosse teams now in in college and in high school. You know, man, Stony Brook was really good, and and Syracuse is really good. It was going to be a great year with Northwestern with UNC. It was going to be a great year for SU women's lacrosse because we would have seen some spectacular games. I mean, Syracuse men's ran through a bunch of teams, but you know what? Gary would have, Gary would have had some great games that we could have watched. You know, but also, by the way, speaking of the men's team, did you notice the change in offense this year? 
the way they adapted, way they were kind of hybrid acts. Did you I notice did. that? I started to notice that. You could see it takes a few games for a new system to be put into place, but you could really see what a new offensive coordinator was starting to do with that team, particularly the, the higher pace they were going at. Yeah, I mean, they were attacking like the Army game alone, right? I, I didn't call that one on television. I was able to watch it, and it was really interesting from what I saw. Syracuse had the ability to attack you from six spots meaning the two alleys, right, the two wings, and from behind. Axe, Tori says hello. She just She's waving. She's probably getting ready oh, for a workout. It's Teacher Appreciation best. Week, brother. She is the best. She is the best. Um, you tell her we all said hello. Like Axe says hello, and the rest of the listeners on ESPN say the same thing. But she's probably got a third workout of the day. Um, but, I mean, did you see how unbelievable they were attacking the goal and just – that army game, they were stopping him from the from the wings, stopping him from up top, and then he just did inverts, and they just punished him. I mean, Syracuse is going to be really good in the next couple of years, man. No question. We're going to be about back it. and smiling about it. We're going to be talking about it. You're going to be calling me. We're going to be going nuts. I'm going to get pulled over. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> Ricky, it's great to hear your voice. It's great to hear everybody's yeah, doing you. well. I'm and glad everybody's safe. Regards to your team. I know they're bummed about everything happening, yeah. but I know they'll make the we'll best be back, of it. We'll be back, brother. You'll be back. We'll be back. Don't you worry know. about us. Hey, listen, man. You know, we'll still always beat the other team in green. Sorry. You just you had to get that in there, didn't you? You, really, you just well, you every, you always told me that we were the second best Catholic yeah, we had, school. We had a great conversation Cal. going here. Everything was great, and then you, you had to slip that in there. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. Hey, thanks for all you're doing, by the way. And to all those folks that don't have sports, man, keep the faith. We'll have them back soon enough, and the kids will not be driven nuts and go crazy in, in their rooms all day. You 100%. Know? Hang in there, brother. It's great to hear your voice. We'll catch you're up soon, all right? You're the man. Be safe, all right? Best to everybody.